when you take the pebble from my hand, it will be time for you to leave. Ninja, the tea party's over. Is that a go? That's a go. Okay. Welcome, everybody, back to the Asian Action Cast. Uh, we have another duo episode. I'm here with Nathan. Hi. Uh, how you doing, Nathan? I'm doing all right. Doing all right? Coming to the end of four weeks off. <laughs> so, you're uh, relaxed? Yeah, chilled? but loath to go back. Yeah, that, that's always the way though. As long as you don't have work to go back to, you know, you're picking it up yeah. as you go back. No, I'm gonna. There's gonna be work that I've yeah. I've touched. It's definitely gonna. There's. I had so much when I left. But anyway, let's not let's not dwell on that too much. <laughs> this is my last gasp. I've been playing nothing but video games, going out, doing fun things, eating great food, and watching a fair few movies. But we'll talk about. I want to watch them with you guys before I mm. talk about them. Yeah, like Jewel to the Death. I watched that. That's got some crazy ninja shit in it, but let's get into tonight's ninja movie. Tonight's ninja movie. Who uh, who chose this one? Renee. Renee, my girlfriend. Your girlfriend chose this one. Yes. Why? Do, do you have the story of why it was chosen? I gave her a stack of about fifteen films. Yeah, because you've been accumulating quite a lot, haven't you? Yeah, um, a huge amount. I wouldn't <laughs> say a huge amount, but uh, I've been. I, I think I've told uh, people on the on this podcast before. I've been collecting a whole bunch of samurai films and yeah. specifically Japanese films, like. Uh, not necessarily action films, just all over the place. Just mm. picking up auteur films, interesting little movies. Um, I don't know why I got sort of sucked into becoming a bit of a Japanese film. Yeah, so where are you getting these from? I, uh, mainly uh, Amazon. Amazon, okay. Amazon primarily, but I have had to go to eBay a couple of times. Yeah, so you are looking specifically for a particular film. Um, sometimes yeah, okay. I'm, I'm sort of going through a list of classics. Yeah. Anything that Criterion decide to make that's a Japanese film. What um, are these Criterion? No, the ones we're watching. Not, not these <laughs> I ones. was gonna say. But like things like Sort of Doom yeah. or the Lone Wolf and Cub yeah, set yeah. or the Zatoichi set that I've got. Is that but, Criterion? Is yeah, it? Yeah, and that's okay. beautiful. Yeah. We will probably hit have to hit those at some point. The problem is there's 26 of them and. Mm. Like that's a commitment. Like that's yeah. that's a year's worth of podcasts. What would be interesting because the Zatoichi films are they done around the same time as those old Wong Fei Hong films? I don't know, like but we can look into them because it would be good to see. I think the first one may be done in the late sixties, yeah, like 60, 66, 68 or something yeah. like that. Um, I can read the book. There's a book that comes yeah. with it. Um, but uh, I think the but they continue on. There's tw- as I said, there's a bunch of them. They just keep going. I think they yeah. go into the late seventies. Yeah, those cool. particular ones in that set, and okay. I think at at some point there's more. Even they may even have the same actor in them. Okay, but they're not. I don't. They're <laughs> not in that set. I think they might have changed companies or something. It's it. it this I have no idea. I might no. look into it. That's all right. So Renee chose this film uh, in a pack. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the What's the unifying theme for the pack? Sunny Chiba, Sunny Chiba. Samurai, samurai films. Oh, Sunny Chiba. Samurai. So we not long ago we saw Sunny Chiba in Wolf Guy. Yeah, that was the last time we were it, in this. Together doing a duo. Yeah, yeah, but far out. Mr. Sunny Chiba. I was just saying, I haven't seen really any Sunny Chiba films. And after seeing Wolf Guy, I am Mr. Sunny Chiba. What I find amazing is you're the, like, you gave me, like, years ago, like, at least, at least eight years ago, you said, oh, I've got these movies. Are you interested in them? And there were a Sunny Chiba set. Yes. They had Street, Street Fighter. Yep. Um, or Street Fighters or yeah. something it was like that. The Street Fighter. Goggle 13. Goggle 13. Uh, uh, Kualoon Qual- uh, Assignment. Mm. And um, 
uh, bullet train. You know, when I when I gave that to you, like I'd heard of Sunny Chiba, yeah. and I thought you would appreciate this better than I and would. I, and I'm enjoying them quite a bit. I've watched. I think I've actually I've only watched Bullet Train so far out of that pack. Okay, but this is a different pack. This has Ninja Wars. <laughs> Um, time slip or samurai GI is yeah. the one where a guy, I, saying, I saw that. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I can't remember eight samurai or something like that. Okay, um, but that wasn't the only movies I gave her to choose. I gave her a bunch of different movies from China, from Japan, yeah. different eras. There was even a there was even in there was a double pack of Enter the Ninja and Revenge of the Ninja from <laughs> from Canon. Yeah, I yeah. Please believe it was Canon. Uh, she didn't choose any. Oh, I, even the Hunted. With uh, no. oh oh, with uh, Christopher Lambert. Christopher Lambert. Yeah, okay, that's a good film. Yeah, I know, but I, I yeah. was like, I'll put it in there. Maybe like I wanted to give her a selection because yeah. Renee's not a massive action fan, but she does. She has gotten into samurai films with me. I yeah, think that's why we're watching so many of them. Is because it's not something I have to do on my own. That's yeah. not something I have to find time for. I can do them with her. Yeah. So yeah, so we've been watching a lot of these recently, and I think she's liking Chiba as well. Yeah, Sunny Chiba. Yes. You know when when I uh, I heard Sunny Chiba, and I wouldn't I saw like those eyebrows. <laughs> I thought this was a Sunny Chiba film. <laughs> I was expecting to see Sunny Chiba's eyebrows in almost every scene. Yeah, well, I was I was pretty disappointed. Well, what we did get was pretty amazing. Like Sunny Chiba, did his eyebrows eyebrows grow or they get bushier when he? I don't know, but he had that great mustache. Oh. I didn't they even know it was They were almost like they took his eyebrows and just put them on his <laughs> lips. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, your eyebrows have overgrown and they've now invaded other parts of your body. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't even know it was him for a while because the, the mustache really threw me off. Yeah. Um, but as as uh, you're alluding to there, Sonny Chiba is in this film, but maybe for a whole of 10 minutes. Yeah. He's... 12 minutes tops. Um, he is like... He's in it like Jackie Chan's in like Lucky Stars films. Yeah, yeah, he's like a glorified cameo yeah. kind of thing. But uh, so the main character uh, who shows up to win, huh? <laughs> he shows up to win. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The main character, um, the character's name is Chitaro, but it's played by uh, Hiroyuki Sanada, um, who was in the Last Ninja as uh, the right hand man, the crazy guy, and he was you also mean the Last Samurai. Sorry, yeah, what, what did I call it? The Last Ninja, which the is a great Commodore <laughs> 64 game. Yeah, that's a, he, he's probably in that too, actually. That's probably where they modeled the sprites from. But no, he's so he's in The Last Samurai um, and he's also in Sunshine. He's he's quite popular. Yeah, he's, he's been around. He's, this is not the first movie I've seen him in um, and I've seen him in around this age in other movies. I think he... I think he might even be in another Sonny Shiba Samurai film. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. This is an 82 flick, so, yeah. you know, quite quite a while away. Mm -hmm. But he is the main character. Yes. He's, he's the hero of the flick. So, shall we open this movie? Yeah, and yeah. Scene by scene, breakdown. So, I didn't know. When it opened, I thought it might have been like one of those production logos because it's yep. like a, a silhouetted ninja yeah. running towards the screen. Who is that? Is it, it is it Jotaro? Is it Jotaro? It doesn't look like I him. I don't know. He jumps up and throws something. And then it's sort of holds for a second and spins around and it comes like fades into sort of a horse yeah like the, there's obviously an edit there because it fades into black a little bit but it's like oh, it's trying to give the, the feeling that the camera's moving rather than the camera's cutting it was a really I thought it was an interesting shot and I I, I love watching these Japanese films because they do a lot with the with the camera but he's running into the foreground and he's silhouette until he jumps 
And I didn't pick it. I don't know whether it fades into light or if it's just a spotlight on him at the end. But then you see all of his features. Yeah. And it's just, it's really nice. It had, I don't think it has anything to do with the story. I don't think it does. It just introduces Ninja Wars. Uh, yeah. And then there's a battle sequence, a battle scene. Pretty People good. getting stabbed. Yeah. The yeah. armor's good. The ho- there's lots of horses. Looks like it costs some money. It's not yeah. the best choreographed thing, but it's like, oh, it's the warring period. It's time to... Get on, things are bad, people That's, fighting. It seems really common for like period Japanese films. They always have this narration. Yeah, like, just to tell you what's up. Yeah, this is the period, this is what's happening. But they did open with like lots of arrows going into like a dude, just people dying. Yeah. It was a scene of carnage. It was like a big like battle yeah. scene where everybody's kind of dead. And they also, there was, there was that nice scene of like the red sand. Yeah, the sand was like getting all bloody and stuff. Yeah. What was that setting up? Was that just setting up this is the I period? I think this is the period. And yeah. then it cuts to inside a building in a tea ceremony. Is not is that yeah, the tea ceremony? Yeah, it was a tea ceremony. So it was, um, what was he, like the Shogun's top man? He's- yeah, he's not the Shogun. I, I don't know who exactly he's supposed to be. And then you've got his under guy. D- uh, Danjo. Danjo? Yeah. So Danjo Dandor. is... He's a um He's an ally, I believe. Like yeah, he's, he's like an underling retainer, kind of. Yeah, but creepy as fuck. Like, yeah, man, and he's lusting over... Like, he's he's really not hiding the fact that he wants to bone this other guy's chick. No, openly. Like, he meets the guy, he meets his wife, um, and then he makes some comments towards her. And uh, the, <laughs> the, the Shogun's top guy is like, oh, you know... That's a little bit rude, mm-hmm. and uh, Danjo's like, "Oh, sorry, I must have been um, bewildered. Captured, yeah, captured by her beauty. Yeah, yeah. And isn't and she Chiba's in this this she's scene. in the scene. She's yeah. with him. No, no, not just her, but Sunny Chiba's in the scene. He's walking around, oh, chewing sh- scenery with his eyeballs. <laughs> so Sunny Chiba's in the scene. Uh, his name's Shinzamon. His character's name Shinzamon. Yagyu. He's got so he's got Sunny Chiba's eyebrows. But he's also got this ridiculous mustache that uh, does it hang over uh, his lip? He hangs over his lip. Yeah, it's like he's grown it out and hangs over his lip and to the side and he's shaved it yeah. at the top. Yeah, it's kind of weird looking. It, yeah, but. He must have to eat all of his food through a straw or he'd just be constantly just getting shit out of that. <laughs> I guess, like, you know, if his eyes were covered, his mustache would be doing the Sunny Chiba eyebrow look. Yep. But he doesn't do much in the scene, though, does he? No, he, he kind of. I think he might have said something about whoa you know settle down yeah settle down dude (laughs) Uh, and don't be so thirsty yeah exactly right and they set up the the fact that danjo's lusting after this guy's um this guy's wife well are they married yet i don't know i couldn't figure that out i think so i really do think so okay well he he, they're obviously romantically involved in some way and this Mm -hmm. guy wants a piece of that um and is the next scene the uh the storm or does some shit happen before that the the chick and the the dude leave like the the number like the shogun's the number two dude leaves with his wife yeah and they have a scene where he's like man that dude was just lusting after you like crazy <laughs> they do make a, a mention of the fact that there's this teapot uh, it's like a spider and it teapot. was given to him it's special it's a special it's a very expensive very special teapot and I think uh, Danjo makes some point of saying is it Danjo's teapot. I don't know if it's Danjo's teapot or if it's given to Danjo as like a, like a present. Oh, as like a present. A, like an yeah. alliance present. Oh, or I see. oh yeah, because they're allies, right? Yeah. So, okay, so he's given him this uh, this teapot. Um, and I think it's the Shogun's right hand man who says, uh, oh, you know, it's like. We even had to give him the good teapot, yeah, man. Yeah. You know, like, uh, it's kind of like giving pearls to a swine. It's yeah. just, you know, it's like a waste. Like, he t- he's essentially saying he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, which is weird though, because towards the end of the no, film, let's later, not get into it. There's a yeah. lot of cognitive dissonance in yeah. in his interactions. I mean, look, this film's pretty weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't know what to expect because it's Ninja Wars, and I've not really seen a lot of these period Japanese films, and I was expecting it's not really okay. So there's there's sort of levels. Mm. This is pulpy fantasy sort of bullshit. Well, that's the thing. The fantasy part's what caught me off guard. Yeah, I was like. What? There's like a supernatural element to this now? Yeah. And I don't think you know that until... Um, until that storm comes in. The storm, yeah. There's a storm that's coming in and you think, okay. And fucking um, Sonny Chiba is losing his shit. He's like springing around, holding his sword in front of his face. Man, he is... Again, I keep saying this. Every time he is on the scene, he is just... He is overacting with his <laughs> eyes and eyebrows so goddamn much. He's just like, I'm going to... I'm just looking at every place. I'm looking at every, everything. Feel, like It's almost like he's touching things with his eyes. I love that the Sonny Chiba cutaway, like when they cut from his face, it's always after doing like, he'll be giving a look to the camera and then he'll do a look to the side and that's when they're cut away when he does the Sonny Chiba eyebrows. Yeah. And when the storm's coming in, it's like he's, you know, like a panicked dog. He's running around everywhere with the sword in front of him. And you're like, dude, Sonny Chiba, it's just a storm. But he knows better. Yeah, he he knows. He knows what's up. Well, he's got his sword out, right? And there's a scene which I found pretty hilarious. He runs out. The shots him running out of the what? The, what's the house? What's it called? Like a domo, whatever. He runs out and he runs back in and he gets the um the the sheath of his sword and he throws it into the house and he cuts the shit out of this partition. Yes, basically. And uh, and behind the partition is like a guy. Yeah, a weird hippie. Well, Emaciated hippie looking dude. Yeah, really. I mean, he looks cool. I mean, the the dude, the character's name is Cashin. He's a sorcerer, but he's got this Gandalf staff, and he's wearing like a robe. Yeah, he, he looks he looks like a homeless Gandalf. Yeah, yeah. He looks um he he, he looks the part. He looks kind of like mysterious and you know, but but also malevolent. He yeah, looks malevolently sorceress and mysterious and homeless yeah and you know like partly disengaged but also yeah like he some shit's gonna go down and he's kind of like one of the big players right yeah he feels like a puppet master but so he's there with shinzamon and shinzamon as far as i can tell he's like fuck this guy who is he anyway shinzamon is he working for the the shogun's dude or is he working for danger okay so if he's a yagyu yeah explain that okay so that's a clan okay yeah um they're referred to a lot in all of this shit, like in and a lot of movies, like in Lone Wolf and Cub, they're in that. Yeah. Um. And they're they're uh, historically, and I don't know if this is true, but according to enough, like there's enough independent animes and mangas that aren't ripping <laughs> off of each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That according to them, they must have sourced this from the same place, which is yeah. that they used to teach the shogun swordsmanship. Oh, okay. Yep. Like they were. Like, also, they're a specific clan. The Yaga. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. And um, but this is this is where this doesn't make any sense because I thought they were famous in the Edo period. Like they taught the show, like those shoguns, the Edo period shoguns. Well, they never specify what period this is. Well, they though, said it's they? the Warring State period, which is before yeah. there's. It's not before the shoguns because there's shoguns from the Tara era. Yeah. But they're talking about 
the Warring States period, but and that's before the Edo period. Okay. But I don't know when Yagyu's became famous. Like well, I got fucking no idea. I don't know what period the sorcerer shows up in either. So yeah, yeah, I got I got no idea where all the rest of this shit happens either. So, but the the I guess the point is I think I don't think he's an independent actor. Yeah. But I don't think he answers necessarily to either of them. Oh, okay. So he doesn't necessarily work for someone, but yeah. he's involved somehow. Yeah, he's he's probably not the same level. He's not like a daimyo or anything. He's yeah. Not, not running a a thing, but he's like. Ugh. Your clan's pretty powerful. Like, well, are you you can be an independent actor. He's so he's aware of Cashin, I suppose, yeah. and he realizes that Cashin is bad news. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, and and Cashin basically shows up and says, "I'm here to grant your deepest, darkest wishes." Basically, to the bad guy. Does he say it to Danjo? I thought he was just saying it out there. No, I Whoever. think it was, no, he was he specifically said, talking to him. And mm. it's like, I'm gonna let you bone that hot chick that you saw. Yeah, she's and, and take that dude's spot. <laughs> she's like, fuck this, I'm out. Yeah, and, and listen to this crap. I think that's the last you hit, you see of Sunny Chiba for a while. Yeah. Um, uh, no, 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 no. He no, pretty yeah, quick. Okay. So, um, and then uh, I think it's Cashin who says to Danjo, "Is like, yeah, Shinzamon's gone. Like, you can tell me now exactly what you want." And uh, and Danjo's like, "Well, yeah, I want to fuck this, you know, my mate's wife, and I also want to be the ruler of." Which he's really taking over his spot. So he wouldn't be the shogun at that stage, would he? He'd no. have to take over, and even if he took over the shogun, he's not necessarily the ruler of all he surveys, right? Yeah, you have you have to become the shogun. Yeah, you have to be the shogun and all that. But this is where that all becomes really confusing. It's like, like it's the Warring States period. Is there a shogun? Like, is the, like shogun still technically existed at this point? Like, um, what's well, they reference the shogun specifically. Yeah. So, but who is that exactly? Well, no, they never introduce who the shogun is. They don't. Yeah, they don't tell you who's in charge. Is it the Tyras? Is it the? No. Yeah. Okay. I see what you mean. No. Yeah. Like no. it doesn't tell us any of that. No. So they're they're trying to. He basically Cashin says that whoever like falls in Ashikaga? love. Ashikaga. 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 That's one of them. I don't know. Let's just continue. It's not so ca- important. Cashin's like. There's a prophecy. Cashin's like anyone who falls in love and marries um this lady. Her name is uh Ukio. Yeah, Yukio. Whoever marries and falls in love with her is going to be the ruler of the free world or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and and Dan just like, well, fuck, I just wanted to you bone, know, her, bone but, her, yeah. But if, if one gets me the other, awesome. Yeah, exactly. And so they uh, come up with this plot where he's like, I will develop a love potion to make her fall in love with you. Yeah. Um, and it seems like a really overly complex plan. Like the love potion by itself sounds, you know, in practice pretty simple, right? You make a love potion, you give it to her. Mm-hmm. But they they go about it the weirdest way. And they don't tell you what the plan is yet. They just say, we're going to make a love potion. And, and then, then it, it's pretty much cut at that point, right? Yeah, it cuts away to uh, introducing Jotaro. No, it doesn't cut. No? Away. It cuts away to introducing a lady running through bamboo oh, yeah. oh. with magic light powers cutting down trees. No, well, they introduce Jotaro playing the flute, but oh, you don't know. Oh, that's true. You're you don't right. Know. You don't know it's Jotaro. You just know it's a young Jubei-looking motherfucker playing a flute. Yeah. Um, in a bamboo forest. Yes. And uh, and then the the girl comes out. There's a girl running through the bamboo forest, just what, like waving her hands. Waving her hands, but they've added like a, a light effect, a blue blue white light effect. Yeah. So it looks like a knife or whatever it is, uh, and pretty cool looking. Yeah, it's not too, bad looking. You know? Like for the time, it's not a bad effect, and yeah. you know. It it heightens it, so it makes it like supernatural. And I was, I was actually reminded a lot of like the Dark Crystal or Labyrinth, or you know, like those old kind of fantasy yeah, type films. Yeah, it feels like that because they've added these effects, and it actually looks it looks pretty serviceable. And she's running through, and at first you kind of guess she's cutting stuff, but nothing's really getting cut. 
until she gets to the end and turns around. Yep. And then just shits, just, just starts falling. Yeah, which was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. And then they do a kind of a makeout. Like Jotaro shows up, he's like, "Look what!" <laughs> she's like, "Look what I learned! I fucking finally did that shit." <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you're awesome. So this is when Jotaro says to her, "Is like, oh, you know, good on you finally learning this crescent knife skill ability, right?" And then he shows that he knows it as well, and he's kind of talking to her like a, like a younger sister kind of thing, yeah. like a, oh, you know, it's great that you're doing that. So I thought that they were, nah, yeah, yeah, sister or whatever. There was definitely something there. Well, I mean, then they start chasing each other and rolling around on the floor, and, and then, then asking about marriage. Yeah, and like, oh, but we got to get the headman's permission before we can marry. And well, that's right. Yeah, and it's like fuck it, I'm gonna do it anyway. Like, <laughs> what's her name? Uh, Kiru. Yeah, Kiri. Kiri. You keep calling her Ki- Kiri. Ki- no, it's. Ka- Kika, ka- is Kika a Bera? G in there. Kikaberry. Ka- yeah, Kikaberry. Um And she's like a ninja chick, I yeah. guess. Yeah, so that they're in love and they're talking about getting married and whatnot, but they can't because... Yeah. Headman's got to agree. Yeah, the head... Because he's part of a ninja clan. Yes. Isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's... But he's not a ninja or he's a ninja? No, I think he is a ninja. He is a ninja. Because they, they, they essentially cast him out later on. Yeah, like he defers to the ninja head mm-hmm. or what... Yeah, okay. So they're they're kind of like palling around in this forest and uh, well forest but you know like and then some three storms motherfuckers show up is it three or five well there's five oh, there's a few there's five but I was just making the three storms reference oh to yeah big trouble in little China big trouble in little they're China they're wearing the the little big trouble in little China style hats they're dressed like monks essentially they're Japanese looking monks and they have supernatural abilities oh hell yeah and I, I, man. I actually, uh, my heart did a little leap when I saw them, first of all, dressed like that. Mm-hmm. And also when they exhibited like supernatural abilities, mm-hmm. I was just like, man, like this is, this predates Big Trouble in Little China. This predates, uh, what's that other movie that I was talking about? Um, Ninja Scroll. Ninja Scroll. Yeah. And I was like, shit, like this is, I, it would have blown my like little mind if I'd seen if this when seen I was it, a, like, when a young when boy. you were 10 or something. Because they, okay, so they had this, one of the characters is this big guy, big muscle guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of the, the five magicians. And on his shoulder is like this master blaster type dwarf guy. Yeah, but he's not actually a dwarf. It's just that that guy's really fucking tall. That guy must be really big. Because you see that other guy later and he's not a dwarf. No, he's not a dwarf, but it's, yeah, he's sitting on his shoulder. And they've got, you know, the, the classic poses of, you know, like just evil guys oh hell that, yeah they're yeah. evil as hell and uh, there's one there's one ninja out of the five that always has a mask on and mm-hmm. you don't see who it is yeah. but they are they have like I don't know these like what are they crescent blades and yeah. they throw them and then it flies around and they um, can catch it and they can catch it and it's like a boomerang they're all kind of magicians I guess um, but yeah so there's five of them and they show up and they basically say well they know who Jotaro is because they mention him by name yeah. And he's like, what the fuck do you guys want with me? And uh, they said, we don't want you. We want the girl. And of course, Jotaro, Jotaro, he's not going to let that happen. He's like, no, no, you like, Kira, I'm going to call her Kirabiri. Kira, I don't know. Kagabiri? Kagabiri. He says to Kagabiri, you know, get out of here. You got to go, you know. I'm going to fight these guys. Run. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she does run, doesn't she? Yeah, she, she they runs throw away. a smoke bomb down and. Yeah. yeah, well, there's just smoke on the screen. We have no idea. I assume. I mean, he's a ninja. He could do things like that, like throw smoke bombs and. So many inexplicable things happen in this film. It's hard. Yeah, for me lots to of keep... lots of random special effects. Just shit happening everywhere, and he fights. He fights them all, and uh, the one of the magicians who's the who I thought was a dwarf isn't a dwarf. He reminds me like if you ever seen Ninja Scroll, he's like the wasp guy. Yeah. Yeah, because at some point he shoots. Um, 
I don't he even know. dies like the wasp guy. He does very much so. And I have to. I wonder if they took uh, Ninja Skull took the reference from this film, but he shoots this. Like it's not acid. orange sludge. It's kind of like Toad in X Men. Yeah. He shoots like this slime that hardens. Um, so he shoots this slime that hardens, and Jotaro is you know avoiding it for the most part, but then just gets sprayed like all over his face with this this stuff, and it covers his face, and they've got this cool effect. Where I thought it was going to eat away his face for a second. I that's it what was, it looks yeah, like. Because I thought, but because I didn't. At this point, I'm still not sure who the fucking hero is. Yeah. I'm thinking like yeah, well, yeah, it could be Chiba. Chiba. He's fucking left in a half. What's going on? Sunny Chiba, his eyebrows are the hero. So this this guy uh, Jitaro, he's covered in this, and they do this um, effect where if you imagine like uh, what was it in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, where the face kind of melts away. They've yeah. clearly taken like wax or something and then time lapsed it in reverse yeah. so that it's melted so they've done that and it shows it hardening on his face and uh, they basically leave because you know they think he's dead um, and, and they, they didn't care about him anyway no they went after him and uh, they capture uh, Kagabiri and uh, they, they take off with her um, and that's when Shinzamon shows up later yeah. right yeah so they think that uh, Jotaro is dead but then Shinzamon shows up and with a flick of his blade... Cuts kinda, it perfectly off his face, <laughs> yeah. the shit off his face. And uh, he makes some point to say, oh, you know, like Jotaro's a master ninja or he's a good ninja. He's good at playing dead. So then you you know that he's not actually dead. And this is where things get real fucking weird. Yeah, they get it, get, it, gets, it goes down the line of exploitation at this point <sighs> a little bit. And it also gets a bit strange. So they take Kagaberry... Back to what their lair? Yeah, let's just call it call it their lair. lair, the bad guy's lair, and all the magicians are there except for um, Cashin. Cashin is yeah, he's he's not there. Not, he's not around much in this no. film actually. He's like the malevolent spirit. He's kind of like yeah, he's there. He's not there. He's there sometimes. Yeah, he doesn't actually show up. So they got the five magicians there, and they're all kind of laughing evilly. Um, Danjo's there as well, and uh, so they've got Kagabiri, who actually turns out to have. Uh, they explain that she is the twin sister of uh the lady yukio yeah and um they one okay so it's the, so yukio and kagabiri are sisters that were from the shogun and some chick oh okay right so they are they are like from bastards the shogun or, yeah but they're bastards yeah, right yeah. uh one of them was uh the yukio was given to a like a courtesan yeah. or a, like someone, like someone at Nobility court. or something, yeah. yeah, yeah. And and the other one was abandoned and yeah. looks like possibly taken in by fucking ninjas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's why she learned her ninja powers. Yeah. Yeah. So that's her story and they're like, but why do we need her? And he's like, we need her tears to make the love potion. Yeah, that's right. Her tears will be an aphrodisiac. And uh, and Danjo's being all lecherous towards Kagabiri as well because she's yeah. she looks pretty much exactly like it. I think she's younger though. I actually think they make that point, don't they? That she's a younger sister. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're twins. Whatever. So whatever. Um, and they have this other. So it's Kagabiri, and they have this other. Like, what is she like a concubine? This yeah. other chick there. She had massive bitch face earlier. Yeah, yeah. So she's I don't know. She's related to Danjo in some way. And could be a concubine, could be like a third wife, could be something, could be anything really. She knows what's up though. She knows yeah. these guys are bad, but she's kind of, she's along for the ride, yes. so to speak. And uh, they try to capture Kagabiri, 
to get her tears or whatever, and she leaps out the fucking window. Yeah, there's a really excellent. This is actually pretty cool. She just she with a straight face. She's just like fuck this. I'm out. <laughs> she just leaps to her death from the window. She swan dives out and she's praying. I'm not sure if she's praying to fly or if she's... no. I think she's just praying to Buddha because she's gonna be dead soon. Oh, so okay. She's, you know, so it literally su- was suicide. Yeah, she's suiciding. Yeah. Okay. And then the mysterious magician with the mask on jumps out and grabs her and they fly back. Yeah, because that fucking person has the ability of flight. Well, I don't know. They don't really define any of their abilities. They no, just but that, she, that person can fly. Yeah, okay. Um, but once she's in there and captured again, without a fucking hesitation, she cuts her own goddamn head off. Using her crescent knife hand ability. And I thought she was doing, I thought she was doing something in self-defense. I did not expect her to actually cut her head off. Yeah, it was pretty great. It bounced. It was. It's hilarious. There's no blood. There's no blood. It's perfectly. But the thing is, they have no problem with blood. So it's just that her ability to cut her own head off is perfect. It's so good that, that there is no blood. So she cuts her own head off, and her head bounces. It's essentially. It looks like a from a model. Yeah, like doll's it head. Looks, looks fucking stupid. And then the body just kind of like falls Flops. flat. Yeah. Um. And then somebody. There is commotion. There is commotion because they're like. What the fuck? Danjo's lost his mind. So they kick... No, before they kick Danjo out of the room, somebody cuts the head off the concubine chick. Yeah, and then there is a spray of blood and a body standing there. It's got to be at least 15 seconds. That, it's, that's a, yeah. it's fucking hilarious. It's huge arterial spray like up to the ceiling and it just like keeps going. Yeah. And uh, and it was one of the magicians that did it, right? Yeah. And everybody's like... And Danjo's like, what the fuck is going on? Right? Like, so they <laughs> kick, freaking the fuck out. Yeah, they kick Danjo out of the room. And then the next thing you know is Danjo's come back with all of his guards because he's like, what the fuck? This is crazy. And he rushes back up to the top of the room. And uh, you see the Kiribiri, Kagaberry, and she's standing there smiling as if nothing's happened, but wearing the kimono of the concubine chick. Yes. Right? And then they go up and then they see the concubine chick is chatting away, but she's on the body of Kagaberry. Mm-hmm. Except that her head is backwards. Yeah, that's yeah. that's funny. And she's like having a she's singing. She's singing something, and one of the magicians makes a point to say, "Oops, I made a mistake. I've put her head on backwards." And he spins her head around, mm-hmm. and the then right removes way. the cut and removes the scar. Yeah, yeah. And they make some mention of the fact that uh, Kagabiri, well, sorry, Kagabiri's body with the concubine's head has gone crazy because the blood didn't mix properly or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it, this is weird. So, the head is of... So, Kagabiri's body has the concubine's head, but it has Kagabiri's heart. Yes. And th- this is the most important thing. The, the brain doesn't seem to matter at all. It's no. Whoever's controlling the... Wh- whoever's body it was is in control, essentially. Yes. And this is not a, bra- a body swap movie, really. No, no. That's no. not the... Pre- like, this is just a, a very side... This would be a, a whole plot in another film. Like, this would be the whole thing. <laughs> But they're like, nah, this is just done. Like, then the one with her head is like, Kagabiri's head is bad. Yes. Like, but the other one is good. Yes. To a degree. Yeah. So, they, this is their plan now, is they're going to get the tears of Kagabiri's body. head. Body. Sorry. Body. It's a body. Yeah. So, they take Kagabiri's body, because it's the body of a virgin and whatnot, and they essentially rape her. Yeah. To make her They don't essentially rape her. It's almost... Pretty much they do. shown. They do rape her, yeah. Right. yeah it's shown. Um, and I mean, I'm sure there's lots of other ways they could make her cry. <laughs> Stick some onions in her face or something. 
put a kitten in front of a run <laughs> yeah maybe it has maybe it has to be like tears how many, of rape how, how, no they don't actually say that but how many how many ways could you possibly get someone to cry it's, like they could get the tears of joy yeah. they could just you know play beautiful music out of the whole time I don't, know. I don't like there's so many ways they could do it and they're just like Eh, we'll just rape her. We'll rape well, her. they are bad guys. They are like really bad guys. Yeah. Okay. So they rape her and they hit her a couple of times in the face, and you know, I yeah, that'll and make me cry. And then they start to cry and they start gathering up the tears in. Well, he says, "I want you to cry a river," but they only really need one drop. I think they need more than that. I what? think that was. I think, I think that scene is, like, I don't think that's as long as that whole bit goes. Oh, I think, okay. I think that goes for a, a while. Okay, so they rape Kagaberry's body and they take her tears and then they put it in this spider pot and they make yep. a love potion. Uh-huh. And uh and they test the love potion on I don't know, like a servant chick. Yeah, like a like a Yes. Let's just call her a servant chick. I don't know who the hell she is. Well they, they make this love potion, they make her drink it, and then the first guy she sees, which is the blind magician. Yeah, the blind magician. She just blind scarred magician. Yeah, she just rips her clothes off. And uh, and just tries to have her way with him. Yeah, and this again, like she's a larger girl. Yeah, they didn't they didn't really need to show. No, us. but that's I think this they they just this movie is a little bit. It's it's supposed to be slightly unnerving. I think it's supposed to be like not necessarily comfortable to watch the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it was it was uncomfortable, but probably not the most uncomfortable scene in the film. Oh no, no 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 no, not by a long slot shot. <laughs> Um, I'd say the scene just before that, the rape scene was probably slightly. The rape scene, yeah, getting getting tears. I mean, she's she's recovered somewhat, and uh, she takes the pot. Yeah, doesn't she? I don't know that she steals. Not it, the though. person with the no, the other one takes the pot. The one with the concubine head, but her body. Yeah, Kagaburi's they think body. she's crazy. Yeah, so they she just steals it. Yeah, they don't they don't really think that she's capable of betraying them or whatever. Yeah. Um, and meanwhile, throughout all this, uh, uh, what's his name? Jotaro? Jotaro. Jotaro. <laughs> He's walking around uh, kind of like a forest graveyard, I guess. Mm-hmm. Just really looking for her. I'm not sure what he expects to find because he doesn't know where she went. Mm-hmm. He's just wandering around, just, you know, Kagabiri, Kagabiri, Kagabiri. No, he's going to, he does see the castle and he's going towards the castle. Oh, okay. Okay. Because um, I don't know that he knows who the magicians are. No, I know, but... Yeah, you, yeah. If you're going to look for a, for magicians, go to a castle. What's well? I, <laughs> I, it turns out well for him because Kagabiri, Kagabiri's body um, with the concubine's head shows up holding the pot. He's like, I don't know you, which is fair enough because he's never met the head before. Yeah. Um, but she explains to him, you know, oh, uh, you know, don't don't look for Kagabiri because she's dead. Basically, like yeah. you know, don't trust is, the one with a face. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm Kagabiri's body. Uh, I don't think she actually says that. No, but she says this is like this is her soul or her body yeah. or something, you know. And uh, well, in the midst of talking to her, to him, she gets stabbed with like this crescent knife yeah, from it's the, the dudes again. And uh, and he kind of takes her away. And before she dies, she gives him her necklace. Her necklace, which is like a and the pot, and the pot. So he's got the pot and this clear cross necklace. Very Christian, very Christian. Yeah, I know. And there's a, there's other couple of little bits and pieces in this movie that uh, like kind of show me like they have Christian stuff on them. Yeah, and it makes me wonder if they're like if they're going for that. 
there's a there's a um like a whether or not they're because th- there is a lot of supernatural elements to this whether or not, whether or not they're trying to go for like a and a Christian supernatural field, demons, monsters, yeah. that kind of thing, or alternative, which I don't think it is, or alternatively, whether or not these people are of, because there were some hidden Christians yeah. back in the day, makes me think maybe they're part of that. Uh, yeah, they don't dwell on it too much. No, they don't. It's a bit too much iconography for me to kind of dismiss it. Yeah, there's too much. There's too much. So he, he can't really save her. She dies, and uh, he's playing the flute, and the magicians kind of show up. Now, he manages... He's rigged up booby traps for some... Yeah. yeah, somehow. Anyway, he's rigged up booby traps and he manages to slice one guy's neck like completely in half and runs off kind of like <laughs> with a self-satisfied look. Yeah, every time he does something awesome, he's really fucking pr- proud of himself. Super chuffed. Yeah. Jetero, jetero, jetero. Uh, he's like, I got one, I got one. Um, only to find that the magician is there again when they yeah. surround him he's later. Like, tricks on you we're all fucking immortal yeah they never really explain how or why or whatever but yeah they're they're all immortal they can't be killed really and again this is one of those inexplicable moments where how does he get out of this shit there's an explore well okay so this is the one where he sends up the flare yeah so he fights them and he's losing because there's a lot of he's lost by the end of it yeah he's yeah he's he's about to like he's about to cop it and he sends out a flare and somehow... Ninjas, like, there's these explosions and fucking ninjas show up. Well, so, there's a whole bunch of ninjas that show up, and then the next scene is them carrying him off. Yeah, on a stretcher. On a stretcher. So, they don't explain how he escaped, what, you know, no pursuit. Why, why the... the Maybe the... Okay, so, the way I must... The, either there's a scene missing, which I don't think there is, <laughs> but is it because the next scene is literally him talking to the headman. He's like, the headman going... You weren't supposed to marry uh, yeah, that's Ka- right. Kagabiri. And yeah. and if you're going to go to war with the magicians, we're going to have to disown you. Yeah. So it makes me feel like the magician, like the, the ninjas showed up and maybe they actually, that maybe the magicians were like, eh, you can fucking take him, I guess. Yeah. Because like, they know where he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> the head guy is called uh, Hatari Hanzo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which he's a samurai, isn't he? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. But ninjas were samurai for the most part. So okay. that whole thing is kind of bullshit. But I don't know, the ninjas look cool. Yeah, ninjas do look cool. Yeah, and uh, you thought that Hatari Hanzo was um, the lone wolf at some point. Yeah, at the very when I very first saw him, but he's in shadow, it's hard to see. I thought yeah. he was an older lone wolf and cub guy. But Well, he is an older gentleman, older yeah. samurai guy. But it's definitely not him. When they when they changed angles, it definitely wasn't him. <laughs> There's the, he says, uh, you know, if you're going to fight these magicians, then we'll have to disown you. And, uh, and Jatara's like, well, all right. And I'm taking the pot with me. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And he leaves and then all these ninjas start to follow him. And uh, Hatari Hanzo, after waiting, you know, uncomfortably a long time, says, Nah, let him go. <laughs> let him go. That's uh, not important. Yeah, I thought about it, but uh, yeah, it's not important. We don't need that kind of heat. Yeah. <laughs> Just let him go. Uh, so so he's, dis- he's excommunicated, I guess, from the ninja community. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not cool with them no more. He's, uh, he's on his own. He's a freelancer. Um, and meanwhile, back at the uh, back at the lair, the bad guys are plotting uh, how they're going to do this, right? Yep. So they've got their magic potion, and uh, I think what, what's their do plan? they have the magic potion? I thought he still had the. Oh no, they don't have the magic potion. You're right. He took the pot. 
Um, so they don't have any, but they they're have... still trying to work on something, though, aren't they? They're still because there's a there's a whole temple sequence. Well, that's the thing. So the temple sequence, which I thought was a wedding, but may not be a wedding. Um, they want to be able to get her alone at some point and make her fall in love with Danjo. Yeah, but if they don't have the pot, then they well, can't do that's that. the that's the wrinkle in their plan. Mm. Um, Maybe they did get the pot, pot, but then when does he get it back? Because he has it later on. Well, okay. So leading up to the the temple scene. There are monks that are rising up. They're yeah, revolting. And one of the magicians is like, we could, like talking to the bad guy, Danjo, and it's like, we can use this for our advantage. Yeah. So, okay. So the monks are going to set the temple on fire anyway. And the Shogun's man and his wife, the Lady Yukio, are going to be there. Are going to be there. And also, Jotaro is there. Um, why is Jotaro there? Well, I think he's just there to get revenge because he knows that. I don't know that he knows necessarily Danjo is the bad guy, mm-hmm. but I, I, he doesn't even know that uh, Yukio is uh, Kagabiri's sister, does he? I don't think so. No, so so there's no real reason for him to be there, except for the fact that... he know he's after the magicians. He, his reason for being there is to fuck up the magicians. Well, how does he know that? Well, he's got the pot. I guess. Well, actually, no, he knows that Danjo is the bad guy because he says to Hatari Hanzo, he's like, this pot is proof that Danjo is a douchebag. Yeah. So I need this to... So, okay, so we know Danjo's there. Um, so he's back in the background of the scenes and I think he's kind of formulating a plan mm-hmm. to, to fuck up Danjo. Uh, but before all that can happen, the warrior monks kind of show up yep. and they just... They take over. They just fight. There's a big, massive battle sequence. Actually, the the fight sequence isn't that great. No. But the set design is fantastic. Their costumes are fantastic. The opening, the the build-up to the fight is fantastic. Yeah. And then the burning of the temple is also fantastic. Oh, that's amazing. Like, this is a really good action sequence, apart from the actual action. <laughs> well, like, Everything see, else is fantastic. I mentioned, like, this seemed to me like a very expensive sequence. So, I was wondering whether this was a big movie at the time, you know, whether it was a yeah. big blockbuster. Um, the actual fighting, like I said, it was a lot different to the opening battle sequence because it seemed very floaty. Not many, you know, like blood effects or no. actually really any choreography no, at there's, all. There's just people flailing. Yeah. It looks like people knowing where they're supposed to be so they don't get hit by the arrows with the strings on them. Yeah, there's a lot of flying arrows that are on fire. Um, and like you, you mentioned the fire and the building and the temple all being burnt. That and, looked really cool. And there's also, but there's also a lot of sequences of... Uh, essentially Godzilla foreground, background. Yeah. Like there's a, there's a temple burning in the background. There's people freaking out and looking back at it a yeah, lot. Yeah, a lot of and green screen. And they're definitely not there. Yeah. They didn't overly use it, but it was definitely noticeable because yeah. it probably wasn't the best at the but time. But then there's a sequence inside with Jotaro, two of the... Yeah, he's fighting two of the magicians. Yeah, and it's really fucking... Like it looks hot, scary as hell. Well, yeah, that's what I said. Like I don't think they would have CGI'd you know, like they wouldn't have done replacement. Well, there wasn't CGI at this point. That's so what I they mean. Definitely didn't. So, like, he would have had to go through all this fire, and it was a bit distracting because they had fire in the foreground and fire, fire everywhere. Everything was on fire, and they're running through corridors and whatnot. And like, it's a big set. I think yeah. it's a set. It's huge set. Well, they it must be a set because they it's on a studio lot because they're burning everything. It's everything is on fire, and like you know, Jotaro is Jotaro. He's running around everywhere, jumping from bit to bit. And yeah, it's. Very, it's actually pretty good. His fight sequence is good. The big fight sequence between the samurai and the monks is not good, but this is actually okay. It was, yeah, and plus, like, they've got like wide shots of bits of the temple like crumbling, and it's on fire. It's loads of fire effects, and they just look really, really well done. Um, and so Jotaro and he's managed to grab the lady Yukia, 
and they they're running together. So everyone's trying to get Yukio, but Jotaro has it, and they run into the fire. Yes, they're in, they're in the. the they mist. essentially. It looks like they've killed themselves by jumping into a burning building. Yes, that's exactly right. And everybody else is like, "Oh my god, we've lost the lady Yukio, and that guy Jotaro has taken and, her in." And then the other, like then the. The Shogun's offsider tries to run into the building, but is held back. Yeah, that's right. He's kind of like a dandy. He's not really like a hero. No, he's not. He's yeah. actually kind of an asshole. Yeah, yeah. He's got what's that? That haircut. He's got a, a mage. 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 Yeah. M a g e is how it's always translated. Uh, so if you imagine like a, a teapot handle on yeah. top of his head, yeah. that's that's basically what it is. Um, so yeah, he he can't really do anything, and then everything's just like all destroyed. Um, and they don't think that they've survived. They no. think that Jitaro, Jitaro is dead and he's taken the Lady Yukio with him. And the reason Sam keeps saying Jitaro every time he says Jitaro <laughs> is because half of the things that the women say in this movie are just his name. Yeah. Every time there's a lady on screen with Jitaro, that's all they're saying to him. Yeah, pretty much. They're just saying his name over and over yeah. again. Jitaro. Oh, Jitaro. Jitaro. Jitaro? Uh, yeah. Jitaro. Yeah, yeah. It's just different inflections on his name. Um, and I have to say, Jitaro... He's a handsome guy. He's like, pretty good. He's jacked. He's he's probably one of the fittest looking like leading men that we've seen on the Asian action cast. He, yeah, he's ripped. He's he's thin and he's and he's ripped and he has muscles in all the right places. Yes. He's more ripped than Billy Chong in <laughs> Kung Fu Zombies, <laughs> yeah. who was pretty ripped. Yeah, different like the, the I think the difference is the wiriness, like Yeah. like Jotaro's pecs are like perfectly chiseled, but they're not big. No, no. He's lean. He's yeah. lean. Um, he's a handsome man. He's yeah. not the most handsome that we've had, but like in terms of total... I mean, Sonny Chiba. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm pretty sure Sonny Chiba can... Yeah. I, I think if you walk into a bar and you saw those two people... Yeah. Like, unless you were like 20, yeah. 18, 20, you're probably going home with Sonny Chiba. Fucking Sonny. Let's just say that Jotaro doesn't have fucking biker chicks stripping yeah. down yeah. To, to have sex with him. So, uh, I, it was that, just talking about Sonny Chiba just makes me miss him. So he, wasn't, he, he wasn't in this movie nearly enough. He didn't, he hasn't shown up yet. So He's shown up like twice. Uh, so, Jotaro is, uh, they've, they've hidden out in the body of a, a burnt out Buddha statue. It's yes. huge. Um, and he has a bit of time with the lady Yukio and he explains to her, does he say to her that, um, she is the spitting um, image? I don't think she says that. That's said during the other bit with the evil guys. I actually don't think he mentions. He does mention Kagaberry. Yeah. No, um, he mentions that he's, he, he had, he was in love. Yes. Yeah. And he shows her the necklace. And then, but she has an identical she also, necklace. She also has an identical necklace. Ooh, creepy. Um, and so, you know, yeah, one-on-one -on -one together and they realize, okay, well, there's some kind of relationship there. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, I think that I think their blossoming relationship is pretty disrespectful to his ex-wife, his dead ex-wife. His dead ex... Are they married? Well, he said, I'm married. Just, we're married now. That's what he essentially said. Yeah. I think that... I don't know how the religion works. He's I don't not, know how Shinto marriages work. He's not overtly like, I love you, we should bone or whatever. He's just like... Oh, he's sad. He's like sad. My wife, my wife's dead, and you're something. Yeah, to but do there's with definitely that. supposed to be a romantic like longing starting up between the two. Yeah, and it's yeah. wrong. It's yeah. wrong. She's not even like a minute dead, really. <laughs> 
She's been there for a while. But it's it's more than that. It's like it's a soulmate. You know, he's got a piece of her soul and she has the other piece. It's, it's fucking stupid. It's a love that transcends the mortal no, plane. No, it's, it's literally, hey, you look exactly like my dead ex-wife. I think I'll bone you instead. No, maybe they're the same person. That's not know. how that works. I don't know. There's magic in this film. If I had a twin yeah, and my, my girlfriend and I died and Renee shouldn't instantly want to bone my twin. Unless your twin was exactly you. But she's not exactly her. The only reason you're saying is she exactly her is because these people, th- these two women, yeah. don't get to have any kind of like actual personality. No, that's right. Yeah. Like, we don't know anything about them apart from the fact that <laughs> one of them, you know, they want to, this bad guy wants to bone one of them. Well, I mean, all we know about them is that they say Jotaro a lot. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you're right. You're right. Women aren't really fully developed in this film. Oh, that's not necessarily true. It's not okay, okay. Um, but but these two particular the the um, the damsels in distress. Let's yes. call them that. Yeah, they are not developed well enough past damsel in distress levels. Yeah, Sunny Chiba's eyebrows are more developed <laughs> than these yes. female characters. So she she's not well because she's injured, I suppose. Yeah. You know, injured in the way that women are injured in these films, where there's no actual injury, but they're just weak. She probably got smoke inhalation. He's saying yeah. that she had a fever and he had to go and get some medicine or some shit yeah. for her. Yeah, that's right. He ran off to get medicine in a big backpack. Yeah, I guess. And uh, while he's away, there's a cutaway to a scene with the bad guys talking about, oh, he died in that fire, and he's like, and one of them's like, I don't think he did. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't believe what you're saying. He's a ninja. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why it's so hard to believe. I don't even know where the rumor started that he died in the fire either. Nobody saw him die. No. But they, well, they did see him jump into flames and they weren't, they're immortal and they weren't willing to go in there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. They weren't willing to follow him and that's their job. They're supposed yeah. to stop him. <laughs> yeah. So they were like, fuck that. Um, but then they were walking around at like after the burnt out shell and uh i figured it out what he takes the pot to that temple with the dude in it and the chick in it to give the pot to the dude so the dude would know that danjo was a jerk oh okay so he was going to give the pot to the shogun's dude yeah as proof that danjo that's is right. wicked okay okay so that that's plausible um, so they're hiding out in this Buddha statue and you see this shot of one of the magicians walking past and looking at the Buddha's body. Yeah. And then you think, oh shit, they've they've realized now where they are. Um, and then you see this note float down the Buddha's statue. Which apparently just says, the villains know where you are. Yeah, that's right. And you're like, well, why did the villains just give that note to them? Well, that's what it seemed yeah, like to us. Yeah, because it's like literally right there. Yeah, they, they cut from the villain looking on to the note and we thought, oh shit, the villain's just given, them, given it away. But... It's uh, it's an unknown third party. It's like a yeah. you know, ooh, secret mysterious third party who's thrown this note in and has warned them. So by the time the villains get there, they're gone. Yep. Um, and then the Chitaro and Chitaro and uh, Yukio have left. Now, where do they go? They, they There is a battle scene because they do get ambushed. Yes. Yeah, actually, no, I know what happens. There's a battle scene. Um, so Jotaro, Jotaro and Yukio are in a like forest, I guess. Yeah. And they're surrounded by the magicians. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jotaro does what he always do, which is push Yukio to the side. And he's like, let me take care of this. Yeah, I'm awesome, even though I haven't beaten these guys once. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, does he kill any of them at this stage? Not no. yet. No. Not yet. Um, and this is, another re- this is another one of those uh, examples where inexplicably... They get rescued. Yeah. So there's a, there's a bunch... Okay, so they're fighting, they're doing the thing, and then there's an, there's an explosion and smoke bombs again. 
Yeah, so then, he wasn't. I thought he would maybe the one that did all the explosions, but I guess not. I thought it might have been him too, but let's just assume it. Well, he's saved at that point. He ends up being in like some some shack somewhere. Uh, no, no, not yet. He's not in a shack yet. He's surrounded by. Oh, actually, no. He is in a shack, isn't he? Yeah, this is where he ends up. He there is a lot of fate of black on on people in this movie, and then them coming too. Um, Jotaro definitely has as many concussions as, say, a football player <laughs> at this point. Um, he he has been knocked out so many times. He, he yeah. He's I, got a glass jaw. He, yeah, he's, he doesn't last very long. No, he only manages to last long enough to throw know, some smoke bombs. To throw some smoke bombs and uh, and just survive, and then just passes out. Yeah, and then wakes up. Uh, kind of very. Well, confused. how do you fight immortals? Well, yeah. Well, We'll get to that. Uh, they in a never second. really answer the question. No, they, they answer the question, just not satisfactorily. So he they he shows up in a shack, and he goes out, and he realizes that it's the people who saved him. The people, same people who gave him the note, yep. is a it's another ninja clan. Yeah, they're definitely ninjas because they're all dressed like ninjas. And the head ninja is a guy that has a big like top knot and incredibly bushy, attractive eyebrows. Yes, and darting eyes, furtive darting eyes. Yes, yes. We don't know who it is. But I suspect who it might be. Yeah. So they don't explain. They don't tell you who it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jatara's like, oh, "Who are you?" And uh, and the the secret ninja uh, head says, "I don't need to tell you my name. I no. think you know. I think everybody knows." Yep. But uh, so he rides off. And uh, oh, at this point, is that where they make the plan that uh, Yukio will take the the pot? Oh, yes, she take the pot to the Shogun, um, or the Shogun's guy, and mm-hmm. explain to him what's happened. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't take any of that, does he? He doesn't believe He doesn't shit. believe any of it. He's like, nah, Dango's my 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 holler buddy. Yeah, Everything's that's right. fucking tops. Yeah, it's all tight, dog. Don't Man, worry. Don't you're sweat. fucking full of shit, lady. I'm like, holy, you, you, were, you were ill. You didn't know what you were thinking or saying or whatever. These incredibly attractive women that are supposed to have guys begging at their feet just become like idiots. I have a problem with this scene, though. What? The main scene is the fact that um, whoever that masked mysterious stranger was yes. in the room with them, like oh, Sonny Chiba, because we know it's Sonny Chiba. We know it's Sonny Chiba. We know it's Sonny Chiba, right? He was in the room with them when they did the meeting, like Dango, Shogun Dude, and his, his wife were in that room, and Sonny Chiba was in that room all the way back at that point. Yes, right? he was. Yep. He obviously has some sway. Why doesn't he... Back up the dude. Back up the lady's story at that point. Why isn't he just like, "Yo, nah, man, shit's going bad." Well, I don't know where he's gone. Like, I he don't hasn't... know where he's gone either. He's just very. He conveniently shows up to save Jotaro a lot, and then rides away and does nothing. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, yeah, you're right. Like, he could have cleared things up a lot, but then you have to wonder though, because the Shogun's dude was so averse to. Even considering that, they, but that's my point. Like he's so adverse, to even considering that he's in the wrong. Is he already under a magic spell? Yeah, possibly. I don't know. Ooh. I don't know. That seems. But that's like, uh, but they've never shown that. So that's just us, you know, helping the movie along. Yeah. With our own. We're concealing the plot points, I guess. I yeah. don't know. I mean, you can make mis- you can make excuses for everything. Well, we're gonna get to a real big one real soon. So the the Shogun's guy doesn't believe shit, um, and they you know Lady Yukio can't convince him. Um, and they're like, well, I'm going to return it to him and we'll believe Jotaro stole it. Yeah, well, they at this point, I think they managed to capture Jotaro. There's a scene where he... You're right. He's, it, 
I thought there was a scene. I think isn't that a di- no, 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 no. You're getting no. one step ahead. Oh. So he says, oh, you know, he's given that back to us. We believe he's he's a thief, right? Yes. Right. So they think he's a thief at this point. Yes. Then then Jotaro wakes up and goes, I'm gonna fuck those guys up again. <laughs> so he goes out to try and fuck them up again, and I think he's actually pretty successful in killing a couple. Oh, that's of them. right. He sees two of them chatting away. Yeah, and this this is real weird because they've never bothered to you know make like humanize these characters at all at any point. Yeah. And now they're all having a chat and we're getting backstory. One's yeah. a doctor. Like they just have like it's a real weird scene because why would you bother? They're being yeah like they've they've bothered to give these guys character development to say oh look they're just regular dudes. They're not regular dudes, but yeah. Uh, yeah, um, but you know they have they have there's regular. They're more they've they've got more dimensions than fucking. Yukio. Yeah, it's, like, it's when I'm not busy being an evil magician, you know. I'm I, a doctor. I'm a doctor. <laughs> and this is the weird part because Jotaro sees the two of them sitting down and he, what he says or he kind of thinks, um, in, in any case, they tell you what he's thinking is that, oh, now you're mortal, it's my chance. Yeah. But there's nothing to denote why they're mortal now. I have no idea where they came from. I thought maybe we missed something. We rewound it. No, we missed nothing. They never said at any point that they are mortal or why that they're mortal at this point. Yeah, they, they don't explain it at all. It's just that he apparently knows that he can kill him at the moment. So well, if- in any case, it, it does make for a pretty impressive sequence. Yes. Jotaro flies down on a rope. And some Tarzan-like shit. And the way they cut it, it makes it look fucking awesome. Like, he basically spear tackles this guy on a rope and then swings to another tree where he... Impales of, him to the tree Yeah, with impales a sword. him with a sword. And then he has that self-satisfied smile. It's like, yeah, yeah. so proud of myself. I'm Jotaro, motherfucker. And the, ne- <laughs> the next bit is also equally inexplicable. He swings back, misses the uh, the other guy. Yes. Who's the venom spitting guy? But then he's not on the rope anymore. No, but then the other guy gets magically thrown, into lifted up, and thrown into the water. Yeah, I don't know. You explain it with ninja magic, but I assume that it's Jotaro being invisible. Really? Yeah. Ninjas have the ability to be invisible. That's kind of what ninjas are. <laughs> yeah, but like through <laughs> <laughs> through misdirection and uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> but actually, physically invisible. Okay, well. <laughs> Let's say he is invisible. Um, I don't know why he didn't. I don't know why he didn't earlier. use it earlier. Yeah, yeah that's... that's the only thing I could come up with. Is like <laughs> Shinobi's the master of invisibility, right? Fucking. He might have said, "Oh shit! I just remembered. I'm, <laughs> I, can I can go, go invisible. invisible at any well, time." It makes just as much sense as them now being mortal. Uh, it, well, it doesn't make any. sense. It doesn't make any sense anyway. But it, he gets thrown into some like, like swamp. Yeah, it's this is a, a really cool, interesting sequence. The way they shot it because it's all from a top view of the swamp. Like sort of a third third quarter down. Yeah, cameras you, cameras above. Yeah, but still looking across. Yeah, you don't see water. under the water at all. No, all you see is what's happening under the water, which is bubbles coming up. Yep. Um, and the guy spits out like an orange venom. This, yeah, it's the it's the it's that guy. It's the guy we said earlier that would die in the same way as the the wasp guy from Ninja Scroll. Yeah. So there's there's like orange bubbles coming up at one point, and then the guy comes up for a gasp of air. Goes back down, and then there's more orange bubbles, white bubbles, and then there's like red bubbles. So yeah. and it's blood. moving, it's moving all over the pond. Yeah, and there's big bubbles, and it's actually really quite visually interesting the way they've done it. And well, you know what? It was one shot, wasn't it? One take. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. So those guys would have had to been under the water. They might have had people under there. There's definitely bubbles coming up other places. Yeah, it's possible that people were giving them breathers or whatever. It's it's a very well constructed shot, and eventually the guy comes up one last time, and he's dead. 
But there's a but this is the weird part about his body comes up in one part, but the blood comes up in another. Yeah, and Jotaro comes up in a third. Well, yeah, I, you said that maybe the half of his body was shot where the blood is, but they never did that. Yeah, they didn't cut to that, but that's what I assumed because it only showed his top that guy's top half. Yeah, well, and Jotaro ends up being miles, like not miles away, but like a few meters away from both. What's hilarious is that when he comes up, he really only has this tiny little knife in his yeah. mouth. He's got just a little tanto. Yeah, it's. And and and, he, and he, again, self-satisfied smile. Yeah, self-satisfied smile. Before passing out in the water or something, he yeah. looked very tired. Yeah, he was very tired, and then he's under a... No, he doesn't pass out in the water. The oh, hat's thrown. There's on a him. hat that lands on his head, and it's the hat of the person that you, uh, the, the magician you haven't seen. So there's five yeah. magicians. There's blind magician who can smell them. Yes, and that's how they get tracked. Yes. There's the one who shoots the yellow ica. Yes. The frog man. The wasp guy. He's dead now. Um. The Big strong guy. Yeah, big strong guy who's not here. Yep. And the... There's the doctor guy the doc- who died. Uh, yeah, the doctor guy who died. He's a doctor, but he also... He was the one leading the rebellion of monks. They put him down yeah, there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I think he might be an agitator of some kind. Yeah, okay. Like a mind... Maybe mind control or something. And then you've got this fifth one who's the one who was flying earlier. Yes. Like she's... She's a she. Yeah, she's a she. You find that out pretty much now. Yeah, yeah. Um... You can probably tell because we've avoided calling him. <laughs> yeah, they, them, the. No, her, the. Yeah. Um, so she's essentially he's uh, Jotaro's in sort of a like a trance sort yeah. of state. He's he's essentially it looks like a dream sequence. He's it looks like it, makes, but it's real though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. She, she's able. It looks like she's able to maybe hypnotize. So she still has to be there and do the thing. Yeah. But she th- he thinks that it's. Um, uh, Kagabiri. Kag- yeah, Kagabiri. Yeah. And she, all she's trying to get at is who were those people on those horses? With the, yeah, the guys with the bushy eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, who were those Who were those sunny Chiba motherfuckers? <laughs> yeah, um, right. Like, who were they? Who were they? But um, they're rolling around and there's it's it's all right. What Lots are, of nudity. Uh, yeah, fair amount. And then they roll around and then she gets burnt by his... By the cross. By Kagabiri's the cross. cross. And she freaks out and that wakes him up. Yeah. But what I found, and then and then the other guys break in from the sides. What I find interesting about this is they created that set. Yeah, that's right. Like they've they've put up like vines and like yeah. um like walls and stuff. They <laughs> set up a camera. <laughs> yeah, they created that set to sort of induce the hallucination or whatever yeah, they've done to him. That's they've, right. It's actually kind of kind of interesting. Well, the fact that they set up is yeah, they set it all up like that. Like, yeah, and and. The movie would gen- like a movie like this would generally just sort of fade in or fade out. Yeah. But I found it like it's kind of semi-realistic. That's kind of ha- would happen if like, you were trying to mind control someone. Like now, <laughs> you would set rooms up or something. Yeah. Would, it know. just it seemed like a you know like a soft porn shoot, and I thought it would be incredibly uncomfortable to realize oh shit, there's people watching because they yeah. all kind of like push <laughs> yeah. the walls down and they're just standing around and him. They and just, beat the fuck out of him. Well, he's got like a loincloth on, so. Yeah. And yeah, and then they beat the shit out of him they so do beat bad. The shit out of him. Yeah. Oh and man, they beat him so hard. They beat him so no, the reason they beat him so you don't see it, but the reason I know they beat him so hard is the next time you see him, he's covered in like the most purple he's like fucked up Oh, his whole body makeup is just awful. His whole body is just scarred and bruised and battered. It's incredible. Yeah. So that they've captured him at this point and mm-hmm. uh they've made up a story that he's confessed to burning down the temple. Yeah. Which I mean, there were a million witnesses who saw the monks, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so they they've captured him in a room, and uh, the so okay, so there's Lady Yukio, and then there is her doppelganger. Yes. Um, who they called Onibi, 
And Onibi, the plan is for Onibi to go and travel uh, to see the Shogun's dude mm-hmm. and seduce him or love him or whatever, and then convince him that the actual Lady Yukio is a is an imposter yep. and have her killed. Now, this is where I, I got actually a confused. don't think that is the plan. You don't think that's the plan? I don't think that's the plan. Oh, it's open to interpretation. What's your plan? I think the plan is that they're going to mind control him. Who? Um, the Shogun's offsider. Yeah. They're going to mind control him with the power that they just showed that she has. Yes. Um, and then get him to kill the doppelganger. Well, that's their plan. Yeah. That's their plan. That's yes. the bad guy's plan. Onibi's plan. So this is this is Onibi where it, doesn't have any fucking agency. Well, she said she's. I think she's the one that said I'm going to seduce him and then get him to kill the real chick because oh. she obviously doesn't want to die. Okay. Um, but then I think the real plan is for them to do that. You're right. Yep. That is their plan. Um, because Onibi is on the way to go see the off, the Shogun's offsider. Yes. And that's when Ka- Yukio. And this is where it confused me. She pretended to be Onibi. Yes. To get in to save... Uh, what's his name again? Jotaro. Oh, Jotaro. <laughs> <laughs> so, she pretends to be Onibi to, to, to save I him. actually don't think she pretended to be her. I just think she got lucky. Oh, she, she got... Because she, uh, <laughs> she, she hands that guy a gold coin to let yeah. her in. It's like, oh... Anything for you, Onibi. Yeah. It's like, um, oh, what? Oh, I don't know. I don't think she understands that she's got a doppelganger out there at this uh, point. <laughs> oh, well, that was very lucky then. Because I don't know what she was thinking. Well, she was thinking, I'm rich. Here's yeah. a dollar. I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> so she manages to get in to, and she's trying to save uh, Jotaro. Mm-hmm. Jotaro. And uh, they're in a dungeon-ish. Yes. Yeah. And uh, before they can escape the dungeon, though, the uh, it's a blind guy. Yeah, it is the blind it's guy. It's the blind guy, I'm pretty sure. He also shoots like Wolverine claws out of his Yeah, fists. he's got like four darts in his glove that he can throw. Yeah, and they, they, they shoot like a gun. Yeah, real um, fast. Yeah, and they got, they've got they got Jotaro before, um, but he was... Thank God to... they weren't poisoned. No, no. I, I always assumed they would be poisoned. Yeah, so would I. Yeah, unless Jotaro has like ninja immunity to poison. Could do. I don't know. Um, so Jotaro is able to... Uh, Dodge them, I guess. Yeah, he knows they're coming this time. And uh, he does. He managed to to grab them and he grab the guy's like, arm. Like he jumps up onto the roof. Yeah. Grabs him around the hand, flips him over, and puts them into his into the bad guy's own neck. Yeah. So he, the bad guy shoots himself. It's actually in the neck. pretty fucking cool. It's cool. It's like yeah, it's like a wrist manipulation, and then he. I have to say, the martial arts in this film. I will say, whenever Jotaro is doing, like he he is he's good at swordplay. Like yeah, the guys, yeah, yeah. He knows how to use a sword, but he also does a lot of um, kicks as well. Like he does some spinning kicks, some turning kicks. Yeah, the the actual fisty cup fighting is not great. They don't do a lot, but Jotaro clearly is has ability, has talent. There's not really any choreo- choreography from a fighting point of view. No, um, because not, not on a kung, fu, like not on a Hong Kong level. No, but even from a sound, like, there's not really much swordplay. It's no. just wild slashes. There's there's a lot of wire foo. There's a lot of wild slashes. There's a lot of tricks. Yeah, yeah. It's like tricks. There's not really much actual like kendo yeah. or whatever. Um. So Jotaro manages to stab this guy in the neck, but the guy doesn't die. The no. guy is still alive. He gets up and opens his fucking eyes. Yeah, his white, his milky, milky eyes. shitty looking eyes. He shoots knives out of him. He shoots the same things. He shoots, but there's a whole bunch of them. He shoots a bunch of darts out of his eyes somehow. And they miss. 
and oh, he gets stabbed in the back of the neck by a the necklace. Yes. By Kagabiri's necklace, which is enough to kill him. Yeah, even though it's like what one centimeter long. Yeah, I don't know. It looks like a it looks like a flea market heirloom. It's, but then again, it it burnt the other one. Yeah, it did. I guess I don't know. The power of Christianity is too strong. I guess for well, these. They're pagans. essentially vampires, apparently. Yeah. So he dies. Uh, mm-hmm. So now he's Jotaro's managed to kill two of them. Three. Oh, three. Three. Where does this go? I can't remember. They escape. Well, yeah. So they don't show them escaping. No, but they, you essentially they they do escape, and it cuts to it cuts to the other like the there's like a scene where the Shogun's offsider thinks that he's with. Oh yeah, the Shogun's offsider. He's there with uh, Onibi, right? Yeah. And yeah. also the other party, like the other woman. The magician chick, yeah. The magician chick. And at some point, this is the thing, I'm not actually sure if he's ever with Onibi. Yeah, because they show him kind of like sleeping with uh, Onibi, but I think it's well, actually... A- yeah, but halfway through it like does a weird face thing and it's the chick and, she, and he's like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, that's right. And, he, and she's like, I'm some like handmaiden. Now you're going to listen and do exactly what I fucking say. And we've never met her before. We know now that she is the magician, like the the disguised magician, but at this point, we've never met her before. I don't think so. No. I think you're right. Did they show her... Actually, did they show her face when she got burnt? When she got burnt? Yeah, by the cross. Uh, Actually, I think you might be right. I think they did show her face. Yeah. Okay, so maybe they introduced her, but we don't know that. And I'm pretty sure after that sequence... Yeah, I'm almost certain that after that sequence, they actually have her without a hat on in the background a couple of times. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, at the house. So she's she's seduced and slept with the Shogun's offsider mm-hmm. and has hypnotized him to do what she says. Yes. Um, so you know that something's coming up. Uh, and I think the next scene is them at the Shogun's, the Shogun's offsider's house. Yeah. And uh, for some reason... Okay, so... The Shogun's offside is there. Danjo's there. Uh, the magicians, the remaining magicians. Uh, no, no, only one of the rema- the lady magician is there. She... Where did... Where, and at some point in this bit, the sorcerer shows up. Yeah. Like, at some Cashin. point, was it... Yeah, was it during the... Before they go to the Shogun's Palace? Because I wanted to bring that up because he sort of glides in on his knees. It's pretty cool. It's a cool shot. Well, yeah, so it's before they show up at the Shogun's Offsider's house. and That's when they're discussing the plan. Yeah, right? and, and Danjo's like, uh, we got to hurry up. Like, we got to go because Anibi's going to be there and we got to make sure that we, we do this plan. Yeah. And Cashin just kind of like hovers or slides yeah. <laughs> towards the screen and they don't make a point of it it's just something that happens subtly and you don't realize it's happening and then you realize it's happening you're like oh holy shit that's a bit creepy that's a bit creepy and the guy's got this like crow type laughter and yeah he's he's fucking scary he's pretty good yeah and i'm not sure what they actually do they just discuss the plan yeah but yeah but we'll skip forward again now so um, they... Taro is heading towards the house at some point isn't he yeah yeah so they 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 escape. There's yeah. a, there's a very brief sequence where they show him riding on a horse, like a whole bunch of horses escape from the 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 complex. Yes, the castle complex, and Jotaro is hiding on the side of one of those horses. Yes, with um, uh, uh, Lady Yukio. Yukio. Yeah, and um, so they they're riding back towards the palace because they're going to go try and save the Shogun's offside for some reason, even though he doesn't deserve it. Yeah, <laughs> and um, 
And yeah, that guy's a dick. The, so they're riding towards it and... Isn't there a battle sequence at this stage as well? Well, this they cut from there, then they go to the Shogun's thing. Oh, okay, and yeah. And then they cut back and there's a, the giant... Yeah, so the Jatara... The magician, I guess. Jatara has to fight the uh, the big Hulk kind yeah. of guy. Who pushes a tree down in front yeah. of their horse. yeah. You can't go through here. I also want to point out that there's been so many changes to the environment. It's moved from there was a beach sequence at the very beginning <laughs> to mountains to a to like a swamp forest yeah. to now it looks like could be a beach, but the sand is a kind of an orangey hue. It looks, yeah. it's 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 kind of like, like a desert. cliffs. It looks sort of deserty a little bit. It's like a video game. Like we're just missing like an ice and a lava level. Yeah, there's just there's a lot of scenes. There is a lava level. There, huh? There's not a lava level, but there's a fire. Oh, there's and, a fire, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, a fire yeah. and brimstone level. Yeah, yeah. This is a level five of Diablo, it's hell. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of scenery changes. I just want to take a moment. The production design, costume design, like it's uh, all good. cinematography, it's all amazing. Really, really well done. Like, And they do a lot of great work with light and dark. Like, They use a lot of shadows. Yeah, when I want to just, and again, point out when Jotaro goes into the palace. Mm. He's hidden behind a post. He's not on the floor. He's up on on a post, holding onto a post, kind of high in the in, near the ceiling. Yeah. And he sort of just comes in from the shadow, and it's like, oh yeah, I didn't even see him there. Like he just sort of creeps into frame. Yeah, it's like very, it's like low key photography. He's like yeah. very high contrast. You can't really see him until the light kind of bounces yeah. off the angles. Really well done. Like, which is a hard thing to do because a lot of that scene is really well lit. Yes. And that part of the scene is not. Mm-hmm. And so whoever did the lighting in that film. Well done. Yeah. Well done. So he has a Jotaro action. He has a, a fight sequence with the big hulking guy. Mm-hmm. And he's losing. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the only, I think the only reason he wins is because he stabs the guy in the eyes with his flute. Oh, it was his flute. It was his flute. Okay. Um, and then the guy gets enraged and... Uh, Impales himself on the tree. Well, they don't show you this, but then the next scene is him being impaled in a tree. Yeah. There's also the scene where he, the guy in his death throes throws Jin, uh, Jotaro, Jotaro essentially into a wall. He throws him... If in reality, like if it was an actual thing, he's thrown him at least 60 meters. <laughs> I actually thought that Jotaro had rolled down a cliff. Yeah. And when you pointed out to me that, no, no, I think the guy threw him that far <laughs> and that high that he is now rolling down the same cliff. <laughs> that, uh, it, that was in the distance earlier. Yeah, that's right. And th- that's exactly what happened because the tree that's in the foreground is the same tree at the beginning of the scene. Yeah, and, and Yukio is running towards him. Yeah. So if he had fallen off a cliff, it would have she wouldn't have been able to run to him. Unbelievable. Yeah. And this is another moment where he passes out. Yeah, he passes out again. He passes out. That guy has no no staying power. So what happened? He passes out, and then when he comes to, is he again? Is it Sunny Chiba? I think it might be. Sunny Chiba is like, oh, Chitaro, you're always falling asleep. I don't know. He says something. Because Yukio is now off. She's gone back yeah. to yeah. So she's she's got a head start on Chitaro. Yeah. And there's a <laughs> there is a great sequence where uh, the Shogun's offsider is in the scene with uh, Onibi, yep. um, and then Yukio walks in as well, and they're both twins, they're both doppelgangers, and <laughs> just you know like the double takes and the uh, the Shogun's offsider puts like a fan to his mouth. He's like, <gasps> he's, su- he's yeah, he's such a fucking douchebag. Everybody's like, what? There's two of you. And he just can't handle his shit. He's just like, what is going on? I assume it's because it's been mind controlled. Well, yeah, that. And uh, he pulls out a blade at some point. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like... Uh, he, goes to st- he goes to stab the real one. 
gives yes. a stab at Yukio, then changes his mind. Yes. And stabs the other one. That's right. So he goes to kill the real Yukio, but then changes his mind and stabs the other one because he's being mind controlled by. Well, magician. yeah, it's it's been known from the jump that whoever falls in love with and marries her, yes, Yukio becomes the shogun. Yes, or becomes the leader. Um, so you don't want to you you can't replace that that's like that's prophecy yeah yeah so you can't beat the prophecy which Onibi really should have realized that yeah but she got stabbed whatever she was evil anyway <laughs> um, and the shoguns and then that, he, it drives him kind of like crazy yeah he goes, I, well he's been mind controlled yeah he goes kind of nuts and bearing in mind this is at his house so he's surrounded by all of his guards and mm. all of like you know his crew um, and he loses his shit and stabs himself. Yeah. Um, and then obviously uh, there's Danjo's there with his crew, and there's a bit of tension because you know the Shogun's offsider's crew think something bad has happened, and Danjo's like, no, 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 chill. He killed himself because he went crazy. Now, I've, now I own all of his shit. Yeah. I'm pretty right. sure that's not the way that works. Well, I don't know. He had a lot of guys. And I'm gonna marry. I'm gonna marry this chick here. <laughs> He's just died. He killed himself, though. It's cool. <laughs> all this shit is mine, and his wife is mine. It's all good. And that's when he gets... He's got the pot now, so he's yeah. got, like, the special magic potion. Yeah, that's. I think that's what they were meeting for. Yes. Like, I think they had to go there because the guy was said, I have to give this fucking pot back to that douchebag <laughs> now. So he... Uh, Danjo's trying to force-feed this magic potion to uh, uh, Yukio. And I did say, I thought, you know, this would be a real shit if she takes the magic potion and then instead of seeing Danjo sees uh, Jotaro and that's how they fall in love. Because I don't feel that's earned. I feel that that's yeah. he's cheated as well. But it's way. not love, man. Like you, f- you saw earlier that the potion isn't like love. It's it's like more like an aphrodisiac yeah, or like, like an lust. ecstasy pill or something. Yeah. Like that, that woman just essentially jumps on that dude and takes off all the clothes. It's true. That's true. So it's kind of like a Spanish fly roofie. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's not the same. It's not. It's not proper love. No, no. And who knows? Who knows? They don't. Tr- they don't actually get to give it to her anyway because uh, I think Jotaro flies in at this point. Yeah, and there's a fight sequence. Yeah, again, very floaty. And then Sunny Shiba. Well, there's a fight sequence uh, with Jotaro fighting the shit out of everyone, uh, and he is roundly surrounded, uh, and that's when Sunny Shiba shows up. Sonny Chiba and his eyebrow posse, they show up and they... Man, just, he looks fucking good with his like headband and like he's still got the mask on but he's wearing a headband and he's got like this tassely hair. I'm not, I don't actually think that's supposed to be his hair. I think that's supposed to be like part of his outfit. Oh, like a headdress or something? Yeah. Oh, he looks amazing. He looks amazing. I'm pretty sure I've, I've seen that look stolen in video game covers at least <laughs> 10 times. Yeah, he looks like Ryu Hayabusa from Ninja Garden. <laughs> he, uh, he's got a ninja mask on so you're not supposed to know who he is but you can't not no, no. know. You know. Do you know the movie you came to? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's Sonny Chiba. Come on, guys. So, Sonny Chiba and his eyebrow posse are holding everyone else at bay. At bay and it is Jotaro versus... versus the female magician. The female magician, yeah. Uh, and he is kind of losing a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah. And then he has an idea. Like, she has that thing, the, the, the scythe or sickle that flies around and comes back to her. Yeah. So, he has an idea and he stands next to a tree and he takes a hit from it. Yeah. Across the face, but then he's able to hold it and then he's got both of them. Yeah. He's got his sword and her weapon. What you fucking gonna do then, son? Yeah, that's right. And then he runs towards her, slides in, and 
parries her other sword with his sword mm-hmm. and slices her head off with her own sickle. And it's it's not just a slice though. They specifically show that he's able to drag the the blade in a nice 360 circumference around her head. Yes. And comes off like perfectly. Yeah, and spins. And spins. Yeah. And that's when they that's when they reveal that it's actually the the chick. Uh which you know, we've already said that, but so she dies. Uh, and then the uh, what's his face Dan Joe. Mm-hmm. Well, he's got he's got uh, Yukio, but it's um, uh, Sunny Chiba. Sunny Chiba's gonna, time to shine. I'm not even going to call him Shinzamon. <laughs> Sunny Chiba manages to save Yukio, and he's the one that kills Dan Joe. Yes, stabs the shit out of him. Well, let's be fair. He's probably of the same hierarchical level. Like this yeah. is probably going to sound weird, but I don't think Jotaro would have been allowed to kill him oh okay you think there would have been like etiquette where he's not allowed to kill well him? i okay. think then he would have been murdered murderized by like everybody else in that whole place oh that's interesting i hadn't thought of that so like i think i think that sinjamon can get away with it but i don't think uh jotara could but that's beside the point because magic yeah well that's right i mean after he kills him everybody disappears there's a the storm comes over again, right? Yeah. And there's uh, Jotaro. Um, there's Jotaro, Shinzamon, Shinzamon, and and uh, well, Danger's dead, and Yukio, yeah, yeah. Everyone but then, else. but and 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 Jotaro's over the top of Yukio, and he stabs himself in the hand. Yeah, because of some magic. Because there's start things starting to fly around and yeah. like bits of furniture flipping off and and um. Uh, Shinzamon, Sunny Shiba is just like he's freaking out like he I was love, earlier. Oh, I love this bit. I love. He is. He cannot stand still. He yeah. is like jumping from spot to spot and twitching and looking, and his eyebrows are going mental. Yeah. And it is just so glorious to watch him like yeah. just lose. Overact. His shit. He's eating everything. He's just <laughs> chewing scenery. It's like he's just taking too much LSD. And yeah. <laughs> he's just like every little thing is yeah. just like. Fucking but things paranoid. start disappearing from the, the the like the screens go. Everything goes. Yeah. And then you look down and Yukio's gone. Yeah, that's right. And then, but then uh, Shinzamon's gone as well. Shinzamon, no, like uh, Jotaro gets pulled into the... Oh, yeah, Jotaro's the one that gets pulled away. Yeah, Jotaro gets pulled into, like, basically it's, void, it's like black as a void. Yeah, and he gets pulled away and Sunny Chiba's just standing looking on. Yeah. Um, and then I think Jotaro shows up in like hell. It looks or... like hell. It looks like a version of hell. Yeah, because I mean, Shinzaman knows that uh, Chasin, Chasin, whatever the um, Cashin, the Cashin, the sorcerer is, uh, you know, to to do all of this stuff. Um, but then he gets, you know, he he stays there, and then Jatara gets pulled into the void, and you see uh, Cashin there in a land which is just all barren and it's just fire everywhere. Yeah, and then they show like a big crucifix. Yeah, and uh, Yukio's on the crucifix. Yeah, and there's fire everywhere. And I don't know, Jotaro kind of, he's looking around, he's trying to save her and there's just fire everywhere. And she at some point says, I love you. And she says some other shit, but that, that's essentially yeah, what she's and, saying. And he's trying to figure out a way to beat the badness. Like Jotaro is trying to figure out a way to beat the evil, I guess. And he jumps up there and they both burn. He jumps up there, they share some moments, everything's on fire. Then they kiss. And then it looks like... Yeah, it does. It looks like Scarecrow's burn. It's probably the worst effect in the whole film. Well, they, they just catch on fire yeah. and just burn. And then it cuts back to Cashin standing there with the love potion going, Love potion? 
and he pours it out and he's got a real sad look on his face. He looks real sad. I, I don't know what the fuck that's about. It's I like this whole last 15, like, like we were saying it during the movie, the last 15 minutes of this film, maybe even only just the last 10, it just fucking, it feels like a really terrible metaphor for something. It, it's very arty. Shit. I don't, but not arty in a good way, arty in a boring shit way. It's like he's trying to be arty. Because Cashin comes across as being kind of like the hero of the film. No, he doesn't. He doesn't come across as. I don't think he comes across as being the hero. He just comes across as someone who knows something that no one else knows. Yeah, like it, it's like he looks like. Oh, that's kind of sad. Well, he actually says he says. Well, he did the whole thing. He's probably the one who put her on the crucifix. Yeah. I don't get it. He's he says how absurd. Yeah, how he literally. Yeah, he calls the movie out. It's like this yeah. whole ending's bullshit. Yeah, and we were like, yeah, you're right, Cashin. This is bullshit. What the fuck's going on? He just looks really sad. Takes a big, deep, kind of like sad breath. How absurd. Yeah, and then that's the end of the film. Yeah, it's not good. It's the last the last ten minutes of that film need to be changed. Ninja War. Ninja War. Ninja War. There wasn't and a Ninja War either. There were ninjas. But it's but, no jewel to the death. But the prophecy was that whoever fell in love with and, Yukio... And married? And it? married Yukio. But she's dead. Yeah. Will rule. So now no one rules. I don't know. So the Maybe end, that's why he's sad and absurd. I don't know. I don't get it. The end of the movie is bad. The end of the movie made no sense. No. The rest of the movie was pretty much by the numbers. Like it was convoluted, but it was by the numbers. You knew what was going on. Yes. You didn't necessarily know the intricacies, why someone was immortal, someone wasn't, etc. But there was never a... Like, it never went off the deep end with something. Like, there was always a plausible thing like you could say, like, oh, they just got there. Oh, <laughs> those ninjas have been following him this whole time. Oh, you know, you could give him excuses, but that ending is just bad. I don't know. Let me draw parallels between this and uh, the closest thing that we've seen on the action cast, which is uh, Battle Wizard. Yeah. Which one's a better movie? This. This is a better movie. I agree. I think I it's agree. a better movie. I didn't laugh as much during this movie. <laughs> yeah, this Well, which one's more crazy then? The other one has robot chicken legs in it. The other one has robot chicken legs and claw guy, rapey claw guy. But this one has... Um, it's got a guy spitting out. This Okay, this one is batshit crazy, but in a more believable fantasy way. It's a more believable fantasy way, I guess, but it's also... But is it because the effects are better done? No, because no. because chicken legs, man. Well, robot chicken legs, they could have been really, like, imagine they had better effects. No. It's, no? No, I don't. I, like, this movie has people flying. It has people jumping. It has a person shooting some liquid out of their guts. It's, essentially, the most amazing thing that someone does in this film, really, is fly. And yeah. cut their own head off. Yeah. With no blood. Okay, yes. Like, those are the two probably the most amazing things that happen in this film. There's no yeah. fucking lasers. There's no, lasers there's no, in that other movie. That's true. Battle Wizard does have lasers. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm trying to think which one I found more enjoyable. This film... So, Battle Wizard didn't take itself very seriously. No, Battle Wizard did not. It was, you know, very, very funny. It was tongue-in-cheek and kind of hilarious. Very much so. This movie does take itself seriously. Oh, yeah, like, very super serious. Especially but at the same the time, I don't think some of the actors, Sonny Chiba, are <laughs> taking the movie seriously <laughs> at all. Fucking Sonny Chiba. Goddamn Sonny Chiba. Uh, he elevates any movie. The tone stays the same the whole time. Yeah. I think that's something that Japanese, like, this is... I hope this doesn't come across wrong. I feel like Japanese movies decide they're going to take a tone and they take that... Uh, we're an X movie. Yes. And they take that tone all the way through, even if there might be bits and pieces of exploitation or 
There are no there are no magnificent butcher moments in this movie. No. Like there's a rape scene in this movie, but it feels consistent. It's, so it's yeah. not a big deal. Well, it's yeah. a big deal, but it's not a big Well, this film doesn't have much comedy in it. Well, no, there's no comedy. There's in this no movie. comedy. I mean, unless you count Sonny Chiba, but that's I don't think he's playing that for comedy. No, he's not. I think he's overacting because yeah. it's it's fun to overact, but I don't think he's playing it for comedy, comedic effect. I, I I don't know. I want to say that the film suffers a bit because there is no lighter moments. There's in no it. levity to it. No. But I don't know. It's like it makes it seem really pompous with the ending and the way that it is as well. Like I like this is going to sound like this might be totally out out there, but you we like Ninja Scroll. We both really like. Ninja oh, I love Scroll, Ninja Scroll. Right? Yes. Have you ever listened to it not subtitled? Like, have you oh, and dubbed? Yeah, have you listened to it not dubbed? Yes. Like, so you like both. This? I've seen both. I've seen it in subs uh, with Japanese, and I've seen it in English. Okay. With, yeah. I don't think. I think I might have only ever seen it with subtitles once. I've seen it mostly dubbed. Most of the comedy in that movie comes from Jubei having little one-liners. Everything yes. else is played in that movie fucking super serious. Does the comedy come through as in the subtitles? Uh, yeah, well, it does because the so in the in the English dub mm-hmm. they I mean they the subtitles and the English dub are slightly different um, mm-hmm. because they've had to because when they're doing the English dub they're trying to match the lips as well. Yeah. Um, but in the subtitles, Jubei is more fleshed out. the The humor is more it's drier, um, and it does like it does it does convey because a lot of the, I think a lot of the humor is in Jubei being out of his depth a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like situational comedy or whatever. And he does do one-liners as well in the subtitles. Um, in the English dub, I think a lot of that situational comedy stuff gets lost yeah. um, because they have to rely on the one-liners because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the context is lost without the subtitles. Um, but in this film, it's... There, there, there they take no the whole humor. thing seriously. There's no one in this movie. There are no one-liners in this movie. Um, what's his name? Uh, Jotaro does Jotaro, yeah. does not Jotaro? does not say anything funny. No, I mean he just like kind of looks pleased with himself. He is a straight and out, very two dimensional character. Most of the characters in this movie are. Uh, yes, except for those two bad guys that die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they get a bit of a backstory. They get yeah. a bit of a thing. Like everybody else in this in this movie, like Jotaro, all the way through. There's nothing to them. They are they are stereotypes to a large degree. They're caricatures. Um, the movie gets by on being kind of fucking crazy. Yes. Um, with great production values. Without the supernatural elements, I wonder whether I would have found this enjoyable at all. Depends on if they'd replaced them with better fight scenes. I think. Yeah, the fight. I mean, look, there's a lot of action that happens in this film, but a lot of it is just very basic. Yes. There's you like know? only a couple of times, like that joint wrist bit. Yeah. Um, trying to think of any of the other ones. There's that joint wrist. There's the where he, the guy shoots it into it. The, there are fight sequences, but there's the fight moves are bad. Like the one where they're fighting underwater is pretty cool. That rope swing yeah. in is pretty cool. That whole sequence in the the temple is pretty good. It's just that they don't like no no one's spending two days choreographing that. No, and but, I don't think I don't think that's what they intended to do. I mean, uh, Hiroyuki, uh, yeah, Hiroyuki Sonata. Um, he is a talented guy. He knows fighting, and he, you know, like he's clearly got the ability to do it. Yeah. But when you've got like twenty five guys versus twenty five guys just like hitting each other. Yeah, they don't. They, they don't, don't bother. No, they don't bother. And even the one on one fight sequence, like when he's fighting the big guy, it's more of a gimmick than yeah. an actual fight. 
Yeah, he like picks him up. He tries to break his back. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know he gets the flute out, stabs him in the eyes, and. But I guess it would be hard to choreograph when you've got guys with the ridiculous abilities. You know what I mean? Mind you, big trouble. There's some jumping. China. Yeah, there's some jumping stuff. Yeah. Yeah, there are. Yeah. Some, there's some jumping stuff. There's some. There's some movement stuff that's interesting, but there's no actual like. Sword goes here. This guy parries it. This guy goes over here. You yeah. stab him in the throat, and then this over here. Like, there's none of that. There's no. Yeah, as a martial artist, there is no martial arts in this film. Yeah. It's very much let the let the magic do the work. Yeah, yeah, you know, cinema magic. Cinema magic. It's kind of like Conan. Yeah, yeah, but you no, know, yeah, actually, that's a great example. Conan is a yeah. is actually a great example of a Western film that is essentially this film. Yeah, like the plot's not the same, but that's about the same level of cinematography maybe this maybe even looks a little bit better there's very little humor to it it's played serious yeah um yeah conan's actually almost perfect it's yeah. a perfect a western analogy the fight it's scenes. almost around the same time too oh well, yeah the fight scenes are very much the same um because again it relies on gimmick you know like the fact that conan is huge or the fact that you know yeah. this guy knows um magic ninja magic <laughs> but yeah Actually, it relies more on the fact that the bad guys know magic magic. Magic magic versus ninja magic. Yeah. I mean, fuck, everybody knows magic. Sunny Chiba knows eyebrow magic. Yeah. So, as far as the action goes in this film... Eh. It's it's possible, but not great. Yeah. It's, not it's, it's kind of weird. It's like not the reason you're watching this film, but at the same time, you can't... You know what? I'm, I'm waiting and watching for what the next magic effect is going to be. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, it's something I kind of don't bother with anymore in the age of CG. Like, I'm not because you can do anything now. I just really don't give a fuck. But watching these old movies, I'm kind of like, how the fuck are they doing this shit? What was really cool to me though was the fact that they gave. I mean, okay, so they may not have given each of the bad guys a backstory or a character, mm-hmm. but they give them unique look and unique abilities yes. so that you're interested to go, oh, I wonder what that guy can do. Yeah. You know, that guy's really big. He must be really strong. Mm-hmm. I love doing that because it's a really good shorthand for kind of saying this guy's unique and this yeah. guy's interesting. That's the, Yeah, as soon as we saw those dudes, we're like, oh, shit, each one of them is going to have a magic power. Yeah, it would be cool if they were different colors though. Yeah. yeah. They all wore the same outfit pretty much except for the woman one. The hats were a little bit different. Yeah. Um, and their faces, I mean, you know, like one of them was scarred. And one of them was scarred. One of them had really, was really gaunt. Yeah, and had one makeup. of them had a big like afro yeah I, th- I thought it was pretty good permed hair i believe they call it i think this is going to be one of those ones where i'm going to say it's a it's a good movie passable action yeah it's an I, action film i would go the same way yeah i'm not sad that we watched it no i thought it was very enjoyable yeah. um i don't think there was it's very different to uh, kung fu zombies where uh, there was a lot of eye rolling when we were watching that. I was like, "Oh, are you serious?" Oh man, those are so that Kung Fu Zombie. I don't know if we'll even ever put that up, but be, <laughs> you know, it's it's around. It's just, I think, uh, budget wise, this movie had. I oh, think yeah. this movie had like a lot more budget, a lot more time than Kung Fu Zombie. Yeah, 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 yeah hell yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, different tone, different type of film. Um, I'm trying to think of a, like a particular move in the film that I was like, "Damn, I gotta, I gotta try that." Out. I'm just gonna point out that they have the ability of immortality. The ability of immortality. Well, I was thinking from like a practical point like of view, a martial how they arts felt. kind of like a ninja, like an attack kind of way. Well, every time Jotaro did like a spinning kick, I was like, "Fuck, I want to do one right now." <laughs> I just want to kick somebody in the face. I really, <laughs> he does it right. And they ne- they do- he just does it for show. Mm-hmm. They never really show it viscerally connecting with anything. Yeah. 
And I'm like, man, I just want to do it and just hit someone in the face with ah, it. They could have done it to the big guy. They should have done it to the big guy. They, well, yeah, I mean, all he did was just like big haymaker punches and stuff. So, yeah. um, I, actually, you know what? Sliding across the floor would be pretty cool. Yeah. That yeah, would that be pretty, pretty cool. cool. I'm going to go still with Im- Immortality. Though. Immortality being immortal, but just randomly and, and be, not ab- being Apparently immortal. being able to make other people immortal because they put the heads back on bodies. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. They never really define the powers of the magicians. No, they don't. They but don't that's be- a pretty powerful power. What, to bring people back from the dead? Um, well, no, maybe they didn't die. Maybe just having their heads removed. Hey, that lady spurted a lot of blood. Yeah, she might not have been dead yet. I don't know. There was no. Well, they cleaned it up pretty quick. Yeah, flying would be pretty useful too. Flying was also very cool. Um, making a sword fly around and come back like a boomerang. And then there's a whole, there's a whole. You could write probably stories on on Cashin, whatever. Like he ch- essentially blanks out the castle and teleports two people away into a hellscape. <laughs> like, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you just gotta, you gotta let the last ten minutes of this movie just go. He's so good. Uh, he uh, that character like. He had such a presence on the screen. Had he, I wanted to see more of him yeah. because he he does a really good job. Where, where's the movie that him and Sonny Chiba made at the same time as this one? Oh so man, <laughs> can you imagine how much better a film that would have been? It was just him and Sonny Chiba kind of going off against each yeah, other, just chewing chewing everything up, oh. chewing the scenery, all everything. So, I I, I enjoyed the film. I yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I did watch this with my girlfriend, so that's my answer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know that Joe would watch my Joe Joe doesn't really watch anything that doesn't have some kind of like dramatic It does. This movie's all about love. <laughs> I don't know. The, yeah. Mm. Joe probably watches something like Offspring. I can't watch that shit. So that's why I have to watch Asian action that, cast that, films. That that's an Australian like like soapy essentially. It's a soapy. Like it's it's like prime time soapy. Good lord. Yeah. Good lord. Let's not talk about it's that. It's a drama. So what's uh, we've got a whole bunch of films. You've got a million and one yeah, that we need I've to got watch. A lot. I don't know what we'll watch next. Maybe Man. not a Sunny Chiba film. No, we don't. Even though I've got like twelve of those, we won't watch a Sunny Chiba film next. Sunny Chiba. We probably will move back to. I would like to move on to something that's not Japanese or Chinese. Yeah. So I mean, our split at the moment has been equally parts Chinese and. That's not Japanese. equal. It's definitely more like three quarters Chinese, one quarter Japanese. But oh, okay. But recently we've been watching a lot more Japanese films. But I think that's because. I have a lot of them at the you moment. They're coming them. in, and I'm excited by them. You also have a lot of Chinese films too. Yeah, 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 I do, but I haven't been buying them as often. Yeah, well, the quality definitely suffers in some of the copies. That, I mean, like Kung Fu Zombie was just whoa. Yeah, and I bet you all of those are like that. I bet you every single one of those films that I bought. VHS tracking lines. Oh man, it's so bad. Really, really bad. But we would like to move what, like Southeast Asia, or even like uh, Rene Mention. Yeah, well. Like Korea, I think was mentioned. I'm not sure what. Yeah, I just I'm not I'm not an expert. Oh, I'm not an expert on any of it. But I don't even have a foothold into Korean cinema, really. No, except Old Boy. You know, well, uh, like yeah, Old Boy, uh, Sukiyaki Western Django. Like are is those action Sukiyaki, films? I don't is Sukiyaki, Sukiyaki Western Django a a Korean film? Yeah, it's a Korean director. Sukiyaki, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a whole bunch of those guys. Like, uh, is it Kim Bong Hoon or? You know, like I'm not sure that they did. Um, oh, I'm not sure that they did like martial arts films. I'm sure they do. I'm sure there's some. I mean, fuck Korea, Taekwondo. Yeah, there's got to be a few. Yeah. So actually, that yeah, there you go. There's a gold mine that we haven't tapped. India. Um, there was a movie that we were going to look at. 
Um, I've got a Thai. Uh, there's quite a few Thai films. There's actually. a lot of Thai films. Thai uh, Indo films like Fuck the Raid. Jesus, one of the best martial yeah, arts no, films. Yeah, no, there's just something time. that I know. This is going to come across as like, I've seen the. We've all seen the Raid a lot. I'm enjoying watching movies I haven't seen. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think that I, I don't know that we're necessarily in a rush to do the Raid or the Raid yeah, Two. Yeah, it depends on how long the podcast goes for. Hopefully, it goes for. 300 episodes and yeah. we'll have to hit it at some point in there but like i've like we've had, i've had 13 assassins sitting up there that is a great film but yeah. again we've all seen it we've all seen it so yeah. the chances of us actually watching that movie like i really wanted to what kind of i want to do a podcast on that film but mm. i just can't i can't see it fitting in anywhere we'd all have to sit down and watch it but then it would be more of a case of we'd be breaking it down you know from like a a movie yeah kind of I, I, I like watching things i think i like watching things new if i possibly can yeah that's actually another problem i have with a lot of 90s chinese uh 90s hong kong cinema because you've seen them i've seen a lot of that already yeah and i have a hard time just going all right no i bet you haven't seen them all i know i haven't seen them all fucking kung fu zombie i'd never seen that yeah, before. But that's from the 70s like i don't have it. that's the that's the reason i bought all of those because yeah. i have no reference for the for hong kong <laughs> 70s films well that's still pretty good like shit I mean the quality might not be as good but the fighting was alright yeah yeah it's sped up as fuck but yeah shit. but alright like the choreography's there yeah yeah well that doesn't change so yeah keep keep an eye out in this space and maybe next time we'll have something that might surprise all of us yeah maybe we'll have more than two people <laughs> yeah that's right well thanks Nathan <laughs> thanks very much catch you again bye bye <laughs>